This is the No Agenda Countdown. Today is April 22nd, 2009. We're informing you that tonight is the live broadcast of No Agenda number 91 at 3 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Central, or 11 p.m. GMT. From Gitmo Nation East on a secret airstrip in southwest London, Adam Curry. <laughs> and balancing the axis of Gitmo coverage from an unknown location to even the most advanced Iridium satellites from Gitmo Nation West, John C. Dvorak. This evening, Crackpot and Buzzkill will fend off lunacy, conspiracy, and stupidity the world over. <laughs> Privateers, scholars, and loyal citizens of Gitmo Nation, lend them your ears, because tonight is No Agenda number 91. Keep in mind the space-time continuum and the No Agenda Library is fueled by the donations that you make. So head to noagendalibrary.com or dvorak.org slash na to make your donation today. From the Flux Capacitor Development Laboratory of Hyperbolic Voiceovers, I'm Parker R. Snyder. And now, on with the countdown. <laughs> uh, sorry, I meant the... Uh, well, let's just do this one. It's Crackpot and Buzzkill in the morning. Yay, hey, everybody. No agenda number 91. And that's what I call an intro. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty good. I liked it. I totally like it. And you're so right, because uh, VLC, when QuickTime wouldn't open up the MP3 file, it, it, it had a couple of stumbles there, but it made it through. That was pretty amazing. Yeah, well, VLC is a, a work of art. It's a good product. Is that open source, or what? what is the deal yeah, with Yeah, no, it's open source freeware. Yeah. I got to tell you, man, I've learned so much. I've... I've uh, I've been on the uh, the command line again. I, I uh, we talked about something off the air. Just the show basically continues when we shut it down, ladies and gentlemen. Um, and uh, we agreed it would be interesting if I could actually measure how much time I'm saving by going command line only. Some people go commando, I go command line, and uh, I can with certainty can say, John, on a daily basis, I'm already saving an hour. I find this somewhat ironic. Well, let me tell you, there is, well, there is ironic. I think go, it's go ironic. For it. First. Yeah, go for it. Because you're a Mac user. <laughs> it, it's totally ironic. You're absolutely right. But on the other hand, Mac is, of course, Unix and is built upon um, a long-standing tradition of, of a command line interface. But just, so here, here's how I, I measured it in a number of ways. And by the way, of course, I didn't really gain any time because that hour that I save by doing a lot of my work and communications through a command line, of course, I fill up with other cool ways to save time using the command line. <laughs> I wind up spending twice as much time on this shit. But um, it's, No, you should spend the same time net, but get twice as much done. True, true. That Thank you. Uh, but it, you are, you'd be amazed how much time you spend waiting for the user interface, waiting for the GUI. That's basically, I looked at, um, uh, you know, how much time do I wait uh, on certain web pages that I'm rendering, but certainly email and Twitter also. It's just amazing how much time you save. It's, it, you know, it, it can be anywhere from 20 seconds to a minute per action. And that really, that adds up at the end of the day. Yeah, I, it's an, I find it annoying. I mean, I, I know what you're saying. Because I'll do something, click on something, and then I'll wait and wait and wait, and I'm looking at the clock tick away. Yeah, and you're, that's your there, life. That's your life ticking away right there in front of your very eyes. Away. Uh-huh. So, um, but once you get into it, all the tools are there. So I even went, check, the, here's how nerdy I am. I've configured MUT with Gmail. 
Huh. And it's quite interesting. Once you get it all, it takes, you have to put in the effort to get it all set up. And, but then you can pipe stuff out to VIM and into my outline for the show. And, and you can pop open. See, so whenever you need the, the, the user interface, like a browser that renders, you know, a pretty page with the, with the way someone was meant to communicate it, you can pop that open. It's just a couple of, and my hand, the intent here is my hand does not go to the mouse. It stays on the keyboard. I should be able to do everything with a couple of commands. And that's, you know, I base everything on how how many keystrokes. And um, fascinating. And, of course, you know that I said on our last show that Twitter is the command line for the web. People are going to be, you know, become very accustomed to it. And to so I, I, might, I, I think I'm actually on a new trend here. We're already accustomed to typing follow, you know, or leave or D for direct message, it's not that far removed from LS, you know? <laughs> and uh, and I'm surprised someone doesn't have Twitter hooked up to their command line. Mm, I'm sure they do. Yeah. They must be, must be somebody. Well, I'm glad you're having such a great time typing. Um, <laughs> for someone who never had typing lessons and is self-taught. Oh. Oh, you've never had you've never had typing lessons. No, it's you know that's not uh, tradition or culture in uh, in Europe. Uh, like in the states, oh. it's pretty much you get driver's yeah. ed. Another thing that is you, not you culture. You got to see my son's my uh, son John's typing. Holy crap! Yeah, well, my my daughter Christina, who also is self taught, her hands fly over the keyboard, John. Yeah, a lot of kids at this age, from about you know whatever age to whatever age, since they've been on these machines, they're on the computer a lot, so, and they just scream. It's unbelievable. And, and, and I look at how she's, and if you look at any kid's keyboard, you'll see that the backspace is worn out. I mean, not just. Oh, yeah, you can't react. No, I mean, they're banging that sucker. They, they, it's, and, it's not, and, and, and it's not just the word. It's like it, it's indented. <laughs> like it's actually, it's, it's some of the, the surface has been scraped off. Yeah, the funny thing is the way these kids type, they never take their hands off the keyboard when they're typing. So they type, and if they make a huge mistake, you know, like if they got a word misspelled 30 words back, they'll just erase all those words yeah. instead of grabbing the mouse and going to that one word, right, like we do. Yep. They, they erase everything just with that backspace key, and then they just retype it again. It's almost instant. It's just as fast, or so, if not faster. Well, what's interesting, though, is if, if they were taught, maybe in school, just one step further, which is, hey, if you're at the end of that really long line and you want to change that word at the beginning, you can do question mark, type in the first three letters of the word, it'll search backwards, then you can hit um, capital R and overtype it. I mean, it, it would save them so much time if they only learned one more step, one little iteration in, I don't think, in I, the To interface. be honest about they type so fast, I don't think it would save them that much time. I, I think there's something it totally, satisfying about it. would totally make I think they time. like to hit the backspace key. It's kind of fun to watch. Well, Would you, you like pound in the backspace key? Pound, 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 yeah, pound. Yeah, well, you got me on that one. I mean, I'm, I'm, uh, I really appreciate you... Uh, jumping in and uh, and doing the show with me tonight because uh, my my travel plans changed like in the last four hours how did that happen an opportunity came a knocking so i gotta go out to san francisco first before i go back to new york and then come back to oh, san francisco God. oh that's opportunity all right so uh, opportunity to get it you said you had a bad cold yeah, I, I picked this up. Uh, we, we calculated with a 48-hour incubation time. This must have been all those wheezing, coughing Brits on the plane back from Portugal. God, the plane was just filled with people hawking. And, and I know I picked something up. And it's only, it's only like a nasal, nasal thing. That's, what you, that's when you need Zycam. <laughs> Zycam? Oh, is that uh, 
We got to get somebody Zycam to sponsor us. I'm a huge Zycam. We're not going to take any. We're not going to take any sponsors on this show. No, well, uh, for Tech Five. Oh, okay, good save. <laughs> You're right, but Zycam is really, works. To, I, I don't know. It's just a zinc. You know, it gets in your nose and it does something. I haven't had a cold for years ever since I use this stuff religiously. My wife, of course, says, oh, the documentation says it's bull. It's just a placebo. And I say, okay, well, fine. I don't care. It still works. As long as it works for you. Yeah. Do you take that when you get it, before you get it, as a protection? If you start to feel a cold coming on, you just blast your noses, holes, your nose holes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. With a little of this stuff, blast your uh, nose holes. Okay, we should put this. Should be the this is the commercial. Hey, we use Zycam. Blast your nose holes with Zycam. In the and and uh, boom, you don't the cold just stops. It's amazing. You, do, you never catch a cold. I haven't had a cold for a long time. Here, here's the commercial that I uh, for the product that I endorse. What is this? This is no. Forget about it. Is that you coughing? Yeah, it's the waking. So, uh, so you got the real news thing. I got a real news story I want to talk about right away. Yeah, hold on a second. Uh, I sure do. And now to real news. Hmm. The system's kind of freaky today. Real news uh, here on No Agenda, everybody. Uh, over now to Studio B with JCD. Johnny Boy, what you got for us? So I should have some pictures uh, posted sometime later today or maybe even tomorrow on the blog. Uh, the big news here in the Bay Area, at least as far as I'm concerned, is that locomotive number 844, the classic from Union Pacific, the longest-running steam locomotive still operating. Of course, it's done mostly to haul around this museum. Is It was in Oakland yesterday. It took off today to head for Stockton. This thing is and of course, it was the place was packed with you know uh, well wishers. This m- locomotive, which is a um, which has got uh, these drive wheels, has got eight of them that are. I, if you stand up to one, it's taller than it's about your height. They're eighty inches. Huh. Huge. Anyway, this it's one of the most amazing pieces of equipment I've ever seen. I mean, I've, I've seen there other some other steam locomotives, and you see them in these. You know, a lot of people have a steam locomotive for a little ride they give you or something like that. But nothing like this thing is a monster. It's huge, and it's got the big wheels. It's got all kinds of gears and steam coming out of everything. Uh, it's an amazing. You look at it and you go, I don't think that any that in the United States today we could build this thing again it, it's just i don't think we have that we all we do is make little bitty things now chips you know someone uh, sent me an article coincidentally today about the uh, the track width of the u.s trains which i believe is uh four foot five eight inches or some ridiculous it's four foot eight and one half inches right do you know why it is four foot and one eight half inches john eight and one half inches uh no i, I used to it's a, it's a piece of trivia i used to know i don't know so uh, the way you trace it back is um, these um, our track, of course, was built by uh, the British and uh, the British uh, standard was set because um, they built their railroads upon existing basically carriage routes and uh, the carriage routes uh, were intended for horse and horse drawn uh, carriages, two horses next to each other. And two horses' asses basically is, you know, gives you an axle width of about four foot, 
you know, eight and one whatever inches. And that and those and those uh, roads, those routes, the the in the road or that made up the road, of course, came originally from the Romans. So we're dealing with that uh, spacing because of the Roman bureaucracy. <laughs> bureaucracy lives forever. There you go. Unbelievable. Yeah, it makes sense though when you think about it. Yeah, well, it's got to be something. It is kind of an odd number, four feet, eight and a half inches. <laughs> if, in, in the world of standards, yeah, it's kind of kind of wonky. Anyway, so this 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 giant steam engine, which is just an amazing product, which again, I'd, I'd say I, I would challenge. You know, I think that we don't have the skills to do these kinds of things anymore. And this thing was built in 1944. Has never been removed from service. Uh, and so it's been running ever since. I think it's a beautiful condition. And uh, it's just a couple of little facts, which I because I grabbed the sheet that was in the cab. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing weighs 454 tons. Are you a guy that has uh, recordings of steam locomotives? As they <laughs> tell me, you tell me you have these stereo recordings, and uh, and it's like, oh yeah, oh, that's uh, that's the old uh, <laughs> the old three oh nine. Tell me you have it. Tell me you have it, Dvorak. I'm, I'm yeah! about an inch away. I'm almost. A, I'm a, an inch away from the person that you're describing, but I don't. You, oh, although I would. <laughs> Are you not alone? Anyway, are, are, is, is there someone else in our midst tonight? No. Oh. Oh, you meant figuratively. An inch away. I'm sorry. I just had to blow my nose. God, this is a horrible head cold. There's a, yeah. a an amazing trend happening in the United Kingdom that just made me L the F-O-L this morning when I saw the front page of the Financial Times. So while um, Gitmo Nation East is spending billions of pounds on... Security, cybersecurity. Of course, we know they keep losing thumb drives everywhere. But, <laughs> right. But um, so several weeks ago, actually, it first happened in Belgium, and we discussed it on this show. I believe it was one of the directors of the Fortis Bank, who uh, was his picture was taken while he was outside getting out of his car. And today, with the resolution on cameras, twelve to fifteen to twenty megapixels, if you got a couple of papers in your hand, you can zoom in on that shit. And of course, it was all about the bailout plans. Then, just a few weeks ago, the uh, security director of the uh, UK government had to resign because he did the same thing: stepped out of his car with uh, with confidential, top secret memos about you know the Cobra team, and so they had to hurry up all of a sudden and and jump all these guys up north because they you know they were after them and the terrorists of course child molesters god knows what and today on the front page and this is so fa- I wish I I wish I could send you the picture I couldn't find it online John Hazel Blair's uh the communities and local government secretary she's walking towards um her off uh, no she's leaving a cabinet meeting at uh, 10 Downing Street and she and she's in the picture like Hello, press. Oh, don't you like my new hair? You know, she's really smiling and posing, and she's got a black little fuck-me dress on, and which, of course, you wouldn't want to do, but she's got the dress on, and she's got her smart little blazer. And in her hand, she's holding some papers, and oh, yes, it, <laughs> it's all about the uh, the uh, Ministers of Parliament's uh, allowances and the plans to scrap their second home allowance, which has been huge real news here in Gitmo Nation. So while all these these 
jabronis are sitting there spending billions on security. They can't even observe the very first basic level of keeping documents secure by not showing them to the, to the press on camera. Why don't there's a shortage of envelopes in that country? What's the deal? I don't know. And you, and you can literally see the picture. And she's holding like a Manila folder, and she's got her bag. You know, wrong bag, lady, by the way. And then grasp right there, you know, in between her fingers and the Manila folder because she didn't have time to put it in. But the, but the the picture, John, is just hilarious. If someone can find that, throw it on Twitter. Because she she just has this like I'm so cool looking grin. I've got my I'm together. I'm I'm a well put together woman. <laughs> flashing off the top secret memos. Well, now the thing you want to do is you want to use this whole process for disinformation. Ooh, because, yeah, of course. Of course. Well, it will be. They're always... Yeah, so the next couple of these things you see are probably bogus. Yeah, you're right. Gosh, as ahead of the game we are, they're always... We're so ahead st- of the game, it's unbelievable. Yeah, but they're still one step ahead of us. Huh? <laughs> yeah, then maybe that last one was bogus. <laughs> No, but this is about. I think this is probably this is probably real. There's a whole bunch of crap going on. But it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, it doesn't. Who gives a crap? Who you know the um, there's you know the Tamils are uh, have been protesting for. You you hear very little about it, but uh, I've driven past them many times in the past few weeks. They're standing outside uh, the government buildings. Uh, protesting because you know I don't know if anyone knows what's going on with the Tamil Tigers and. You know, there's there's tens of thousands of people whose lives are in jeopardy, and they're basically sandwiched in between these rebels and the and the government army. You know, and everyone's like, all anyone cares about is some freaking pirates. You know, and the Somali. Hey, the, so the pirate, they, they you know the guy they brought to New York. They show I saw him. You mean the kid? The, the, you mean the the punk? Yeah, the, the fucking kid. punk. Did you see him? He's yeah, laughing. Yeah. He looks like he's having the time of his life. He's of got course. a trip to New York. The dude's been eating catfish all his life. He's like, check it out, my man. I'm in Nueva York. <laughs> it was the funniest thing I've ever seen. He looks like he's 12. It's unbelievable. Oh, wait a minute. He's the ringleader, though, Oh, yeah. Right? The, the, well, and now it's not even the purported ringleader. You know, now, now we know he's the ringleader. Yeah, that's... Uh, one of our uh, producers... Sent me a note, uh, and he doesn't want me to mention his name. We'll just call him Ben. Good day, Adam. Just listening to the latest No Agenda. Wanted to uh, dash off a quick note before heading to work. Um, I'm in the oh, I'm in the Canadian Navy and serve on a destroyer. We only have three of these, so please don't give my real name. Navy SEALs. Oh, this is what we were talking about. Navy SEALs would have been choppered onto the American ships, not parachuted. Uh, we have people dropped off all the time while at sea. Well, if you're under siege from pirates, I don't think you want to be flying. That's that's the thing that worries me. You know, if, if you got pirates there, you don't want to be flying around in a helicopter. Anyway, uh, almost, well, you got to be. Well, I don't think you want to be dropped in, on a shoot. Yeah, I think you can. I don't know. Well, he says just to go on. Almost uh, all ships from all countries bring snipers when heading off on these types of deployments. A single rifle round is a little more tactical than a three-inch shell when dealing with a hostage situation. Exactly. Why are we sending huge warships over when all you need is a couple of sharpshooters? I'll assume other nations have one sharpshooter on board at all times. Uh, all right, that's about it. He says that they also drop off all kinds of stuff, but it's always it's never parachute. It's always uh, choppered. 
But this whole thing stinks to high hell. It's a huge, no, it it's a huge distraction. Note, similar to that, only it was with. It was apparently there's a a, a, a blogger on the ship. Yeah, yeah, no, the, I, I read that. The captain. Uh, no, uh, not the captain. Um, I did one read that. One of the that. officers. One of the officers, and there was a whole bunch of abbreviations, and you talked about how right, they... that one. I saw yeah, the yeah, email yeah. sign. Yeah, I'll put that in the show notes. Erin Brunette was there on she the scene. On the ship? No, she, I, um, I don't know if she... Uh, there was a couple of different news reports, and I think, but she was there, and yeah, I think she was on a ship. What was she doing there? Well, the coverage of the piracy, and then you know it's a setup. You know, and as 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 much as it pains me to say that, because I love Erin Burnett, but we know that she's a shill. We know that she worked for Goldman. We know that she's a member of the CFR. So she's she's the pretty girl who goes and sells it to everybody. It's just it's, what the hell is going on other than a, a naval buildup in the region? They've got every country is sending a warship there, John, for these eighteen-year-old punks. Give me a break. Yeah, I know there's some sort of a scam going on. The other thing that they're saying is probably to, to prelude to an invasion. But there's a uh, somebody's also mentioning that this is also a good setup for the new Blackwater to uh, to to get some business. Well, two things about that. One uh, report shows in the show notes is where you'll find it. Blackwater is uh, still operating in Iraq, even though they lost their contract. They they don't stop. They've got they're still uh, protecting. Uh, um, civilians, they've got all kinds of business going on, even though they were, were thrown out. And um, uh, there's something else I was going to say about... Uh, well, I was talking about them going to Africa or on these ships. I can't remember what it was now. I'm a little fuzzy. Mm, never seen you lose your train of thought right in the middle. <laughs> I, I don't know. What the hell Usually is when I say? interrupt you and then you lose your train of thought. Uh, I'm that sorry. Was, I'm, that I'm, was a standalone, just, ladies and gentlemen, standalone. You will not be held responsible. Uh, but, you know, but, but yeah, I'm sure it, the Blackwater stories will come back to you. It, no, it, was, <laughs> it wasn't a Blackwater story. It was about, um, it was about the military buildup. Uh, yeah, oh, I, oh I, remember, I remember what it is. Yes. Okay. Um, yep, forgot again. A, no, a lot of these. So Maersk, M A R M A E R S K. So several of the Maersk ships have been uh, yeah. hijacked. So the Maersk ships, first of all, their uh, the hull and their contents are insured by wait for it AIG. Mm-hmm. And um, these are this. This is the same company, and that's you know reported widely that uh, transported arms in the Iran-Contra affair. So I just want to you know, throw that on top of our m- mountain of uh, bits and bobs as we try and figure out. It, it'll emerge sooner or later. We're going yeah, to go, oh, are. crap, oh, that's what it was about. Yeah, but we, you know, the job of our show is to get figured out before it happens. It's, so people it's, it's can incredible. use it in the cocktail party. You know, I mean, anyone who listens <laughs> to It's how you get laid. <laughs> That's how you get laid. We will help you get laid, probably with someone who's really nerdy looking, and 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 might read uh, right wing literature, and might be a Ron Paul supporter. But you will get laid. Well, some of those nerdy looking, some of those nerd girls are pretty hot. So, um, mm-hmm. uh, I got up early this morning, and I'm looking out the window. Looking out of my window, and I'm walking down the street with a shillelagh. A shillelagh? A walking stick. A shillelagh. Isn't that a shillelagh? A big, giant Irish walking stick? You know, it's a big stick. You walk with it. 
And, um, okay. you know, it's just a, it was a walking stick, a big walking stick. And I, I'm, with you, yeah, I'm with you, Shirley. I'm with you. It brought to mind, whatever happened to this trend of walking around with a, with a walking stick? Because it's got to be, you know, you get a little more exercise. You got the walking stick. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to mess with you when you have one of these big walking sticks like this big guy. You know, these- John, you have hit on a big one here. This is, this is the perfect premium for this show. The no agenda shillelagh. And, and now, you know the walk softly, carry a big stick? Dude. Exactly. That's exactly I what I have wrote down here. I love it. Speak, speak softly and carry a big stick. I thought it was walk softly and carry a big I stick. I think it speaks softly. But you walk with a stick. stick. You don't speak with a stick unless it's a no, talking you stick. you speak softly and then you have a... Ca- and you Why are you a- yelling? <laughs> you, go, you walk softly and you got this big stick in case anybody messes with you. But, it, but we could have carved in it, I have no agenda. And other than to beat you with my ugly stick, well, actually, it should be called not a shillelagh, but a no agenda ugly stick. The you know the funny thing is, uh, I think that's why that that term ugly stick came from. It looks like she was beaten with an ugly stick. I mean, it's not, <laughs> I like because it. the shillelaghs are ugly. I can't spell shillelagh. Let's just do ugly stick. It's easier. But you know, I've noticed it. But anyway, the, I had one of these years ago. I never, you don't, you know, I could. But I can you imagine everybody like uh, walking around San Francisco with, with a stick? with an ugly stick? <laughs> I love it. And, and and a hat and a proper bowler. Now they're used. There's also the cane, which is not a walking stick. No, no, no. But that that's that's a pittance compared to the no agenda ugly stick. So the cane, you know, people walk around with the guy. I saw a guy with a cane. I think this this used to be a fad or or, or a trend, or people used to use these things because it actually makes it it makes it easier to walk. A less likely to fall over and get a broken hip, especially if you're older. Uh, I don't know. Maybe we should try to revitalize the um, this old uh, tradition. I like it. I I th- and, and I think it, we were talking about premiums, and I think that's the perfect premium. The no agenda ugly stick. The problem with it is, is a premium. It's hard to ship. No, you can put it in, a, in like a poster roll. Well, these things are pretty big. So I mean, people ship out. Well, then we could have the Ron Popeil version that unfolds. It, it's telescopic. Uh, and it, then you're talking about it's that's an expensive. item that has to be engineered. Yeah, I just got a, a tweet um, that this whole thing could remember we talked about the United Nations Convention on the Law of the Sea that Clinton was pushing Hillary Clinton so that the United Nations is then um, the owner and the boss of all sea air space bo- above it and all water below it. Maybe that maybe that's a part of this whole pirate thing. Like, hmm. you know, this is you know it, it's now law and oh, it makes sense. That could make total sense. The UN now has to rule. Ruled all oceans. This might be part of the internationalism. Yeah, you know. Yeah. In other words, you get the first. You give the UN the wor- the world's oceans. Yeah, which is bullshit because you know what happens to the you know the gambling casinos offshore and you know. Well, we tax you- them. That's exactly what happens. You kidding me? But anyway, once you give them jurisdiction, then it's just the next step to uh, you know the world court. Oh well, that's one world government. Yes. I mean, come on. Oh, John, my God, John, excuse me. I need to take a drink. <laughs> I have I have once again pulled you over to the evil Death Star. I'm I'm quite proud. So uh, I've never not thought this. I've always been against the internationalists. I wish people understood that it really isn't a good idea. My my in laws are here, 
Uh, they just arrived, and it's sad because I I had a couple days. I can't handle them for a week, and they're here for like ten days. Uh, but you know, three or four days, it's great. Uh, right? Now I see why you're rushing off to San no, Francisco. No, 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 no. I'm I'm really bummed because I'd really planned it. So I perfect timing. You know, I got a couple days, and I can skedaddle out of here. And uh, so, and you know, now I'm doing. I'm not even sitting with them this evening, although now they're in bed. But uh, they're both 83 and uh, were in Rotterdam during the Second World War, and you know their their houses were bombed, and uh, friends of theirs were killed, and uh, my father-in-law ate garbage and drove a bike with uh, with wooden wheels, you know, a hundred hundred kilometers to get a sugar beet. I mean, you know, this kind of stuff. And uh, so, you know, and 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 they're like. <laughs> They're so lovely. Like, well, Obama seems like a really good guy. I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, why? Why, God, did you make her say that? So I laid out a couple things, and, I, and you know, I'm like, hey, what does that sound like? You know, when, when, uh, when the government is, uh, is completely controlling large corporations, it says, oh, that's interesting. That sounds like fascism. I said, and, you know, and all, ki- <laughs> and all kids, uh, com- you know, will, compulsory will have to, this is a great line. This is my 83-year-old mother-in-law. So, you know, all American kids, and UK now as well, because Gordon Brown has already pre-announced it, will serve at least three months of service to the country between the ages of 18 and 25. And she said, do they get a brown shirt with that? And I, I thought I was going to freaking lose it. Because <laughs> she knows. Shirt. She knows. She went through it before. She said, wow, that sounds really familiar. Yeah, Sure. And uh, and now she wants to hear more, and of course I'm leaving. So it's better well, that way. I listen to the show, and she she'll get oh, it. Oh God, catch no, I I I don't want to let, let them just have their peace. All right, so uh, we have one of our fans, by the way, who retweeted our announcement that we're doing this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, an English woman. Uh, goes, she, you sh- are you on Twitter? Yes. Is she hot? You should look at look her up. Look, go to twitter.com. Mama Bear. M U M M A B E A R. She's from Malden. Hold on a second. And she looks like your type. Really? Hold on. Twitter.com slash... Spell it again. M... M-U-M-M-A... Yeah. B-E-A-R. Mama Bear. Okay. Oh, she does look like my type, doesn't she? Oh, she has a website. The website doesn't have much going on. Jacqueline. No more pictures? Ah, she's got kids. Oh, well, that makes her... She qualifies? She's totally qualified. Let <laughs> me get a little uh, in, the in the morning there from Mama Bear. I love I love the title of her website, Mama Bear's Twaddle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness! Anyway, yes. I was amused. So big news today, Johnny boy. I was uh, I was talking to Ron Ron Bloom, uh, chairman of Mevio. He was out in Seattle, and, we were, and of course, as I said, we were talking about. Uh, some opportunities, and uh, and then the uh, the latest two to the head uh, suicide came up, and uh, and even Ron said, "Holy!" And of course, I'm referring to the CFO of uh, Freddie Mac. Even Ron said, "You know, I find this one hard to believe." <laughs> he said, 41 year old guy. He was only in the job since September. Hangs himself. <laughs> Come on! I mean, no. Yeah, we no hate to people. laugh at somebody's misfortune. No, but this doesn't sound right. No, this is so freaking wrong. And I've been trying to look up uh, information on the guy. He's actually a, a longtime career Freddie Macker. He was there for 16 years, so he he definitely knows all the ins and outs. Well, but, he probably knows too much. But you know, forty. Yes, well, he did. But forty-one years old. I mean, to all of a sudden, just like, oh, all right, well, and then, so let's say that he is, 
he, he, he there's a reason for it. It wasn't just because he was unhappy in his marriage. You know, so we is need that what they what is the claim? Have you read the claim? No, 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 of course. No, no, we'll never hear about it again. Depression. No, we'll never hear it again. No, his wife found him dead by hanging. And, and that's about it. And we'll never hear anything again ever. But I do think we should start a new website called two to the head dot com. <laughs> we should. Crap. Absolutely. But uh, all these questionable uh... shit. I'm never going to be faster than our producer. Well, will someone please register that for me so I don't have to fuck around with it now and then we'll transfer it. Our producers are so awesome. <laughs> I got people writing code now. For the, no, this is fantastic. I, I Twittered you like... You need people writing code. Yes. I Twittered, you know, hey, I'm, I'm trying, to, trying to do this and access some API, and I got like three guys, you know, all like... In the, in the it's programming. the open source community. That's what this is. I love it. The new world is. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Speaking of which, how's our business model doing? Well, we got a couple. We got a, people are still throwing us weird uh, uh, numbers, like you know. But you know, stuff, stuff like six 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 is getting old. Yeah. Um, but let me give you a couple of the donations that we've had. Although my session just timed out, so I have to go back. Hang on. I'll help you fill uh, it up. Yeah, you know, there was. A we had a couple good. We have a new night. Uh oh. We have a, and I'm not going to go into the actual details of his of his contribution in terms of what it means because I know uh, because I had I had made a few guesses myself and he he's told me, uh-huh. but uh, well, don't well, do I get to guess? Something. But yeah, I'm going to tell you. But let me just go to some of these other numbers. We're getting 1984, 2001. Obviously, is obvious. This one here baffled me. 2674. 26. Well, no. Uh... Twenty six seventy four wasn't that thirteen thirty seven twice twice yeah that was so that we're yeah. both elite yeah I I, I got right. that one oh, okay uh, then we wait, have wait the... I'm supposed to uh, I'm supposed to alert you we talked about that on the last show John oh we did yeah well maybe we got a second one let me find my nine uh, eleven that's what is a new one we haven't had that before which is kind of funny yeah and I don't think we talked about that did we. <laughs> did, did you hear? Did you hear the alert? No. Okay. Well, we did talk about the thirteen thirty three. Yep. <clears throat> so, yeah. Someone suggested that we put a, a for our donations, um, which you can find at dvorak dot org slash na or noagendalibrary dot com, that we put up a number of these different numerological suggestions, so you could make a uh, a thirteen thirty seven donation every month. Or something. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. The 1337 one is, is interesting to me, but... Uh, so what So what okay. was our, our night? Do we have any okay, more? Okay, our night. Let me find him here. And by the way, so we appreciate the- every single donation, even if it's writing some code, distributing the show, setting up uh, six-watt FM transmitters. <laughs> yeah, I think that's cool. A couple it, guys are doing that. Are you kidding me? Us. It's awesome. It's absolutely yeah. awesome. It's totally awesome. Uh, Michael Zelina is our new knight. And uh, he donated one thousand and eighty-one dollars. Wow! Hold on a second, John. Hold on before you say anything. <laughs> and that's another one for the armory. What a fantastic! Uh, I'm blown away by that. Really. Yeah, and he's uh, and he actually made the comment that he'll probably continue to contribute in a big way. Really? Uh, Jesus. But 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 the thing is, I, I'm just going to leave it, it is, out there. For I, I just like to know one. I'm sorry. Is it is it a patriotic thing? Is it 
No, he thinks that we do a great show, and he and he thinks it needs to be supported by the and you know it's publicly supported, and he thought it was a good thing to support. So he's you know I really appreciate that. Well, of course, he's a knight now. Yes, but uh, and he, and he gets but, an ugly stick when we when we make him. Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things that you know, I'm just going to throw it out there. I, I challenge anybody to figure out what this means. One thousand one zero eight one zero zero. Uh, figure it out, you know, uh, you'll get a kudo if you can do it. Now, we have, I'll have two new $50 contributors, the Sue, Sue Win Corporation and John Edgecombe. So, thanks, guys. Oh, and, and by the Sue Win Corporation gave us, this is another screwy one, 5264. <laughs> 5264? Yeah. I, yeah. I've, uh, let me write that down. Hold on a second. 5264. And that's another one. For the Armory. And we had, there's another one. Diana Maroney uh, gave us 5440. 50, now that one is obvious. Hold on. 5440. I'm, I'm, my cold is hurting my body. Okay, my 5440 is, a, is, a, some old, is an old 5440, kind of like tip a canoe and Tyler too. 5440 or fight. It was a, a revolution, you know, where you cut off the borders, and I think it had something to do with it was back in the 18, 1800s or the late 1700s. I can't remember, actually. And it's also a band in, from Canada. Oh, okay. Have we also have one. a couple of oddball ones here. There's a 3162. Uh. I don't get. There's a 451. <laughs> See, 451 is... means something. And there's a night. Beyond and, me. And here's a baffling one. 1963. Uh, when Kennedy was shot. Oh, damn. You, All right. So what's the 1081, man? That's bugging me. Uh, I, it's it, for one thing. I'm going to let it remain as a challenge. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you in the next show. All right. There's um it is off the wall. And am am I going to go yeah of course? No. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> You're going to go uh, have we had uh, have we talked to to Guantanamo about uh, <laughs> about some of our guys but uh, he it's it's wild. Okay. In fact it was like it was like a jaw dropper. Oh good. Well I'm I'll work on it. Don't tell me that's good. Good luck. Hey, um, we haven't talked about climate. Oh, 451. I just got it's Fahrenheit 451. Oh, Fahrenheit 451. Hello. That was oh, easy. I'm writing these down. Are you keeping a record of these somewhere? No, they're all on tape. <laughs> oh, okay. tape, no less. Reel to reel, John? Two track? <laughs> I don't know what to call it. You know, what do you say when you're making a recording nowadays? We're in the ether, baby. We're just you know, in the ether. I mean, I still say the word tape. You know, I say I'm going out to take pictures. I know, I know. Hey, I'll play another. Let me play another record for you. (laughs) (laughs) Play another record. That's that's another big joke. I got another topic here. Oh, lovely. Uh, We'll talk about the 1081 uh, next week, uh, you know, but. um, Unless I come up with it during this show. You're not coming up with anything, believe me. If you can't come up with the 451. Is is 1081, that isn't the size of a megabyte. No, that's 1028, right? Or a kilobyte. 1028 is a kilobyte. So it's not that. You know, funny is nobody's given us 1028. That's actually a good one. I thought I, I would have expected 64, you know, all of these, you know, uh, 512. What would a 512 be to you? $512? No. Uh, yeah. Here's one that would be good. Well, I asked you 60, a question. What would the 512 be? 512? Uh, 
That's not the marijuana day. No, that's 420. 512 is the, uh, isn't it the original Mac? Wasn't that the 512K? Oh, right, 512K. Yeah. Yeah. I think what would be a good one, this would be hard to figure out, but that's the one where I would dream up. It'd be $64.01. That'd be 64 bit. (laughs) (laughs) Bada bing, baby. Okay, so two to the head.com is registered. Thank you very much. uh, (laughs) Two to the head. Who registered that? Uh, Nathan. Thanks, Nathan. So, um, you got a topic. You got a topic? No, you said you had a topic. Yeah, I got a topic. Another, uh, this is a, 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 we need a jingle for our food and wine news, I think. Uh, I I have something that may be appropriate. Hello, Kettle. This is the pot calling. I don't know. It's a stretch. Yeah, it is. So, um, I've been, you know, Rail or not railing, but complimenting or, or discussing. I don't know what I've been doing, but I've been discussing linguiça, which is a the Portuguese sausage that uh, is pretty. It's, it's a standard quality, delicious. I think is the world's greatest sausage. Now, now, John, you do know that we've discussed linguiça. M- yeah, no, many but I got times. new thing. I, I I know we discussed it. That's how this, this came to be because I got a bunch of email about it, so okay. we know we discussed it. Okay. Now, so you don't have to re- honk the horn. But I, I, I didn't think about this, and because and, when somebody mentioned, you know, well, you know, there's a big Portuguese community in Brazil, and I'm thinking, how come I never had linguiça down there? I wasn't paying much attention. And so this guy was writing about, he's in Minnesota or someplace, and he wants to find, he's found some, you know, place that supposedly serves it or he can get it or there's a sausage company. I've decided I think it would be good just to put the word out. Does anybody have a, a no, first, first of all, I have to know what good linguiça tastes like. And if you need some, you can get it from Taylor's Sausage in Southern Oregon. <laughs> the actually have a really good one. But if you have a linguiça factory or a sausage factory in your area, I'd like to know about it. I'd like to document uh, this sausage around the country, where you can get it. Anyway, that's it. That's, that's a good. That's, that's no, that's a good idea. And you know what? Just a plea. Wouldn't that it's be? Wouldn't that be help. beautiful? You should register linguiça on Twitter, and then someone can just Twitter a zip code, and then you'll return an address where you can buy linguiça. Oh, that would be cool. That's how my brain works. Yeah, yeah. You well, this is like you and your. You like automated stuff. That's what I like about you. Oh, thank you, honey. It means you're not, you know, requiring. You know, you're not trying to work all the time. <laughs> that's it. That's for my. That's my list. I got. Let's see. Oh, the big okay. train. The walking stick. I, I eggs is the only other topic I have. Let me just send you this. Uh, oops, I sent it to the wrong person. Oops, he'll be wondering why I sent him that. <laughs> That was dumb. Here you <laughs> go. You sent somebody that Yeah, I sent else? this to, to, to Gary Kurtz. No, someone just uh, sent me a link to, Gary to, uh, Kurtz. <laughs> to uh, the Kaito BT-409 anti-shock hiking pole with nine LED, f- with nine LED flashlight. Only nineteen ninety nine. It's got a nine LED flashlight and, on and it. And it's foldable. Hmm. That's a, that's a good-ass ugly stick, man. Look at that thing. It's Look at that thing. It's got accessories. Yeah, it's got a little compass on it. Yeah, that that could Anybody be. Anybody wants to look it up, it's a uh, uh, oh, 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 uh, Amazon K I K A I T O B T four oh nine. Oh, it's ten twenty four. You see people hiking a lot, but a lot of them don't aren't smart enough to bring a pole with them. If you're hiking in the bushes and through the, you know, you should have the, one of these poles. 
You know, I never go anywhere without my pole. Well, I mean, one of these poles. <laughs> All right. Okay, so got I got plenty of stuff for you, my friend. Um. Uh, oh, the uh, that happened. I think the the right the day after we did our last show, the uh, the twenty one polo horses that died. Did you hear about that? That happened down. No, I in, missed uh, this. What, where was this? I think it happened in uh, Venezuela, or yeah, Ven- I think it was Venezuela. Now, of course, my link is expired. Crap. Um. No, that's. Let me just look that up real quick because that was a good story. Twenty one polo. You can just do. 21 polo horses. Yeah, here it is. 21 polo horses dead. Toxin, possible cause. And I, a championship I, event in Wellington, Florida. Oh, I was in Florida. But they, weren't they Venezuelan or Argentinian horses? I'm sure they were dead Argentinian. Dead polo pony suffered hemorrhaging of lungs. That's, that's freaked out stuff, man. You know what a polo pony cause? Drug reaction in Florida horse deaths. Yeah. Nah, something, something shady going on with that. Huh. Could take weeks or weeks to determine the cause. Interesting. The uh, Wellington, Florida. That's interesting. The I've Germans. Uh, the Germans are fighting against a patent, or as we say in the United Kingdom, Gitmo Nation East, a patent application filed in 2005 by Monsanto, uh, who, of course, uh, want to patent the pig. What? Yes, they want to patent the pig. What do you mean they want to patent the pig? Well, Monsanto has filed a patent uh, for, of course, a genetic manipulated pig. And these pigs are meatier and smell less, I, I presume. Um, and, and good on you, Germany. I think Germany, I think they're pretty pure. I don't think Angela Merkel is in the game. I think she's just, you know, kind of like a peon who gets shuttled around. She's really trying. She's an idiot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's another way to put it. <laughs> but uh, uh, good on the Germans for freaking out over this stuff, man. Good for them, especially yeah. about pigs. I mean, that's, that's hey, you know what difference outrageous. does it make? What, it's like patenting a, a dog that's been bred. I mean, okay, this is genetically altered, but what difference does it make? Well, if you breed two dogs and you get a new breed of dogs, you're going to patent the dog. I mean, they could, they never did that with the, you know what the Germans are mad about because they never could do that with the Weimaraner. The old thing was that you know the Weimaraner was a dog that was bred specifically to be a super dog, smarter, you know, could hunt, do all these things, could talk. And really? uh, well, maybe not that, but they did a lot. And then they, you know, it was kept as a proprietary dog. They wouldn't ever let a breeding pair out. Hmm. And then one got away or something. The next thing you know, there were Weimaraners all over the all over the world because it was, you know, but then they, of course they're not as I don't know if they're better or worse. But uh, what they, that's the way you do it. You don't do it by trying to patent the, the an animal. It's ridiculous. Well, they may get away with it, maybe not in Germany, but I'm certain they're going to get it, get away with it somewhere, and then we'll be importing them. Uh, somehow, well, you know, I don't want to eat this thing. No. No. Definitely don't want to you know, eat it. You know, you know, there's so many pigs, you know, the, the, the variety of pigs that are available already, it's enormous. This thing is probably, what is the reason, I'm looking at the pig story here. What is the point? It's going to produce more pork while receiving less animal feed. I guess that's the thing, okay? Well, if you look at yes, if you look at it from the 
a New World Order global government international court perspective, of course, the, you know, they're eugenicists by nature, and they know that the population is out of control, growing exponentially, and we have to kill people. So we've, you know, you know my stance on that. Um, but the food supply is the biggest problem. So someone's got to supply the food, and it and might as well be them. And they've figured out ways to to make more. Basically, it's more pig, more pig for the money. In the meantime, they become fabulously wealthy. Um, they have a lock on food distribution, which means you really you thought money controlled people control the food, and uh, and you'll kill a lot of people at the same time because that shit ain't good to eat. Well, this pig, yeah, was well, like that. And Monsanto is all over the White House administration, all over it. Yeah, they're they're loaded up, embedded. I mean, it's like that milk, uh, you know, that bovine, whatever the heck it is, they shoot into cows again to produce more milk. I don't know if any, you know, that is the worst milk there is. I mean, the stuff is I've had tasted it. It is tasteless. It's like drinking white wa- water that's been, you know, somebody mixed some white stuff in it. It has no flavor, has no milk flavor. It's crap. Yeah, I agree. And you can see, by the way, it's so easy to spot too. With the funny thing about, it, I don't see how they're making any more money with this milk because you go, you can go to a store where they have this milk, and you can see the prices. It's just like half the price of regular milk. And it's like, well, wait a minute, you've been getting twice as much milk and selling it for half the price because of the cost of the cart of the packaging. You're probably losing money with this crap. So um, <coughs> it ain't good. It's, just, man. it's bad economics. But anyway, this uh, looks like it's going to be for uh, producing more pork, eating less. Genetically superior. So apparently they found some gene that makes you just chub out, and they're going to inject it into these animals. So they're just like sick. And then they want to have the patent on being able to identify. The patent is actually being able to identify the genes uh, in in meat in case somebody gets one of these pigs and breeds it. They're going to go after them and sue them. Exactly. That's what Monsanto likes to do. They like to get this stuff into the wild and then start suing people. And they do it so well. No, they're, it's a heck of a, I mean, it's an amazing operation. There was a... Um, they should be ashamed of themselves, to be honest about it. There's no quality issues. They don't care. Just you know, mass producing, and then not. You know, if they were if they were do gooders, like they, you know, well, we were making pigs produce more meat, you know, and it'd be better for everybody. If they were that much, do, if they were that sort of do gooder, why don't they just cut this stuff loose? Why are they suing people over it? You know, because that's how fascism works. The government and the big corporations are in cahoots together, and they steal from the people. So it's a roadmap, and you can pretty much read it, John. In fact, you know you've been about, through it before, haven't you? And you know the thing that's interesting is to me is that you go to like Spain, the Iberian, and have some of that Iberian uh, ham that they have that where they they take these special these black pigs and they and then they at the end of their life they feed them nothing but acorns, and because there's you know lots of oak in uh, the Iberian Peninsula, mm-hmm. cork oak. A lot of it. Anyway, I don't want to go there. But uh, anyway, they feed these pigs these <laughs> no. acorns, and this this the, it's like a prosciutto. Only it's you know this this serrano ham. Sometimes it's called here in the states, but it's Iberian ham, and you and they sell it every. I mean, there's so much of it in Spain and Portugal. It's amazing. This stuff is absolutely delicious, and and I mean anybody even tries to copy this with some. I mean, what is where you know? I think people should be eating food that makes them feel better about them about life. I mean, you're not going to do that with this kind of stuff from Monsanto and that tasteless milk and the rest of it. 
Also on the other end of the spectrum, a very interesting bill was passed uh, in the House uh, under the special... Uh, uh, the suspension of the rules. You know how that works. They do this all the time these days. It seems like every single day, if you watch C-SPAN, they suspend the rules, which is basically a way of ramming something through without debate. Or, <laughs> right. You know, it's like, hey, take this one up the butt. Um, the Melanie Blocker Stokes Mom's Opportunity to Access Health Education Research and Support for Postpartum Depression Act. And this what? is... Please don't make me repeat myself. And this is a very interesting bill because this is, if you extrapolate this bill, it essentially makes every born child property of the government until you can prove as a mother that you are sane and you can handle the child. And it's all about getting mothers to take uh, tests and screening while they're pregnant to determine if you are prone to postpartum depression, which in the bill is defined quite broadly. It's not just there's, there's like I have to look it up. There's like two different words. So essentially, that kid is ours until you can prove that you're sane. It's a it's a very very disturbing bill. Wow. Yeah, I'm going to see if I can, uh, let me get the uh, the definitions. Um, so, And it sounds like a really good thing, you know, like, oh, we're going to help moms with postpartum depression. But it's not like that. It's like you're going to have to take their medicine. You have to do all, you know, the term postpartum condition. Condition. So that can mean depression or psychosis. And... Anything else the Secretary of Human Health and Human Services deems appropriate to fit in that category. Hey, somebody said that the No Agenda stream died. Yeah, I, some people have been having trouble. It's up. Some people have been having trouble with it. I, I, okay. I, but not everybody. Yeah, no, this law sounds like another, it's just another, in, What? where is all the people that want less government in our lives? Well, what happened to them? We're it, baby. <laughs> you and me so did you get the note i sent you about the airplane uh oh about the, yes about the piaggio yeah some guy sent me an email said tell adam to get a piaggio what's he want to get this sky king for you mean king air Oh, right. Well, let, well, let me address it. Well, no, I, no the email. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I remember that Sky King. I remember seeing that. I think it was replaced by Adam 12. <laughs> Sky King. Sky King, everybody. It was, a, it was a serial. As in episodic? Yeah, it was like every week yeah. there was another yeah, half hour. Another, another minute was, advantage, yeah, yeah, well, so was Adam 12. That was also a serial. Adam 12 was? Yeah, one Adam 12, one Adam 12. We've got a 33 in progress. I can remember it so vividly. Black and white. Whoop! One Adam 12, one Adam 12. Um, so, yeah, the email was like, oh, you really want to wind Adam up? Why don't you tell him that he should get a, a really nice-looking plane like the Piaggio? I'm like, if you go Google the Piaggio, it's a pusher. So it's got a propeller at the back, and it's got what we call a canard or a duck wing at the front. It looks like a flying penis. It's it's French made. It's part plastic, Italian. Yeah, Italian, French, all the same. It's part plastic. Never, ne- there is no. The, it's not even in the same league as a King Air. 
It has a nice interior. <laughs> You're like my wife. <laughs> Does the door open in the back and is there a restroom? <laughs> That's pretty much it. Speaking of nice planes, Nicolas Sarkozy, Napoleon II. The third. I'm sorry. No, the fourth. The fourth, no, the yeah. Fourth. Right. Has uh, he's done a little purchase because, of course, he couldn't be outdone by everybody. Uh, you know, I mean, Air Force One. I mean, please. I mean, that's the biggest penis extender in the world. So uh, he had this little dinky Airbus 319. He's made a 157 million pound uh, deposit, of course, to Airbus for his A330 200, which will be at least 10 meters longer and two meters higher than that used by aircraft used by other European leaders. Uh huh. It's all about the penis at the end of the day. So he's got the biggest penis in Europe. And it's another huge uh, shot in the arm for uh, for Airbus, which is doing quite well. And, you know, I track this stuff because I do believe there is a war between Airbus and Boeing. And when you read that Russia has signed a deal with Airbus to sell titanium for $4 billion, this is an interesting industry. Yeah, there's a big fight going on between those two companies, and it's no joke. And it, and it, and it, and you know, you know that Holland. This is this is a big discussion in Holland. They participated in the Joint Strike Fighter program, which everyone was against. It's like the, it's supposed to place replace the F-16, and um, you know, is this this Joint Strike Fighter? All European countries would participate, and of course, like you know, McDonnell Douglas and Boeing and whoever else are going to make this thing. And everyone had to put hundreds of millions into the pot. And now, of course, they have to take delivery and they have to do stuff. And so the, the whole country is angry because there's no money for the people. Yet, oh, we can't break the deal on the joint strike fighter. We have to take delivery of two joint strike fighters, you know, like 200 million or whatever. It's crazy. This is where all your money you is going. That, you know, something like two to three terabytes of data from the Pentagon was just stolen like within the last week or so. And it was all... From the Joint Strike Fighter files. Mm-hmm. Doesn't surprise me. Why do you think I'm using the command line, John? <laughs> da, da, da. Just saying. Somebody, Matthew Grainer, just sent me a tweet saying the I should try a churrascaria. I've been to the, I've been to like dozens of these churrascarias in Brazil, and I've never seen anyone buy with with a with a skewer with a linguiça on it. Or maybe if I had, it didn't taste like the stuff I get in Portugal. So I don't know. Sorry, just an interruption here from... Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> we, we, I got to get my own sound effect thing. To anytime, baby. Anytime. Effects. We didn't talk about this on the last show, although it was au courant at the moment. Uh, lawmakers started uh, earlier this week. That would be... Uh, you know, like people in Congress and people who you supposedly elected and are supposedly doing shit for you. Uh, they're starting to uh, have hearings about uh, energy and global warming bill that would, uh, of course, revolutionize the way we produce and use energy and how we're taxed for it. And the last time we had this type of bill uh, was uh, uh, acid rain, I guess, was the scam at the time. And uh, actually, the smog, we got rid of a lot of the smog, which is why people are buying into this crap. So the laws are coming, and uh, they will be taxable, and you'll be paying taxes on anything, any use of carbon. What a scam. Make the pig with genetically modified pigness, and then charge people for the pig farts. I mean, these guys got it so locked down. Whatever happened to acid rain? 
Acid rain. Acid rain. It wasn't, it didn't, it, you know, it was a meme and it went away. And- I remember that acid rain meme because I remember one of these 60 Minutes shows and they're saying, oh, the statues of Italy are all dissolving because of acid rain. <laughs> was Fox News around then? I didn't know that. <laughs> no, it was like 60 Minutes. It was like some report. You know, acid rains dissolving all the statues of Europe and you're just imagining these things, oh, I'm dissolving. Oh, no. And then they'd find some old statue that was all screwed up looking and say, look what happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we had the the great ice age that was coming. <coughs> we had all of that. Oh, and <coughs> you know, there's a coincidental thing that's that's interesting to me that the that it's uh. the climatologists, which is a fairly new discipline. Uh, once they got a hold of this uh, global warming thing, they start getting money. They were they they had just have it in their grasp. They're just not going to let this baby go because well, this it's is like hundreds a, of millions, if not billions, of dollars in research research grants and all kinds of dough. Of course, yeah, global no, warming. Dough. We should, we should, we should be we should, on that shit. Absolutely. I know. I don't I understand you. why we're not. We we're should be big time promoters of this crap just to get as much money as we can. <laughs> in the morning, <laughs> we are doing it so wrong. We yeah, should be like well, Jackie Chan. Do like Jackie does, man. Just like sell out at the drop yeah, of Yeah, sell out, man. Just sell the heck out. Darn. Um, so we can't live with ourselves, ladies and gentlemen. That's why we uh, don't do it. There's a great story on AP, which of course uh, we'll get. It's a uh, this guy has a book coming out next week. He's the former Food and Drug Administration chief in command, and uh, I'm paraphrasing this article now. Uh, but here's a here's a direct quote from him, I guess, in the book. The food industry has worked out what works. They know what drives people to keep on eating. Uh, in the next great public health campaign of changing how we view food and the food industry it has to be a part of it. Basically, what he's saying in this book is how the food industry has figured out through neuroscience that the combination of fat and sugar um you know, sparks up dopamine in your in your old noggin there. That's your your little pleasure spot there. The same that uh, gets hit by alcohol and other fine fine products available in the wild. Um, and that essentially, what this former FDA chief is saying is, you're hooked on crap, and we know it. The book is going to be called. Are you still there? Yeah, I'm listening. Okay. Where the hell? I can't find the title of the book. Anyway, he calls uh, millions, millions in America uh, are uh, conditioned hyper eaters. A willpower sapping drive to eat high fat, high sugar foods, even when they're not hungry. <laughs> no, they don't give the title of the book. That's lame. Who's, who's this yeah, guy's, PR? Who's, who's this guy's PR agent? Should be fired. Don't even have the title. It's an AP story. You can literally write that and hand it into him, can't you? Ah. Uh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I don't know. Do that again. Uh. <laughs> That's what everyone's ringtone should be. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's expressive. You know what I meant. Stephen Hawkins went to hospital. To the hospital. I think we say to hospital here. You say that there, I know. I, th- I think it makes no sense. It's daft. They also it's, say it's, to university. It's blotto. 
<laughs> no, nope. blotto we, means no. Blotto is the way you are a lot yes, of the time. That's that's baked, right? Blotto is baked. Baked, baked. I, 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 that's the one thing that bothered me. You know, I did this, uh, and it's still not on. Um, what's the what's the TV? Oh, I'm blanking out. Yeah, you know, I I did uh, Swamp Thing. I did an episode of Swamp Thing, Hulu, right? And it th- so that episode is still not. It's it's a series previous to the series that they have on there. Now it's still not on Hulu. There's like one YouTube clip of one brief little scene, but it was a half hour show, and and it was it was great. You know who also was in it? Rick Rick. Uh, Minetti, Moretti, Minetti, who played Rick on Magnum P.I. I mean, this is the level of acting talent that was on this episode. I mean, just powerhouse stuff. And I'll never get over the, that in the script, and of course, I wanted to change it, but, you know, I had no say in the matter, that this rock and roll guy, Nathan, this rock star who's strung out on drugs, actually uses the word blotto. I'm like, dude, this is so wrong. Yeah, and you hear, and you can see me. You can see me. Nobody like, almost uses the word blotto. blotto. I'm like, how about baked, wasted? You know, no, no, no. It, it, I don't know. I couldn't get him to well, change even stoned it. Stoned is blotto. That's I was blotto, man. I'm like, no, no one ever say that in their right mind. It totally ruins the whole episode. Huh. But anyway, so yeah. you played that character and you had to say it. Yeah, and I did, and I and I th- I think I made it work. I made it so my own. So you've actually used the word blotto in in an acting piece of art, huh? Mm-hmm. It's worth it. I, Hulu, anyone on Hulu, go go make that happen. Put that shit up. Blotto. So Stephen Hawking, uh, uh, was we have a, to start using it now. We shall. That way, you become relevant in time as a, in in hindsight. Yes, right. If when it comes out on Hulu, the, the word- that's right. I'll be like the Hoff. I can be as cool as the Hoff. Whatever that is. The Hoff? Anyway, go on with your Stephen Hawking's thing. Rushed to hospital, a hospital in Cambridge on Monday after fighting a chest infection. Very ill, but they say he's going to be okay. He's only 67 years old. Uh, and, and, you know, Sky, Rupert Murdoch Sky, these guys have no shame. So this happened on uh, two days ago. So on Monday, last night, Sky puts out the Simpsons episode of Stephen Hawking. Have you ever seen that one with his wife? Yeah, it was pretty funny. And they're making out, (laughs) making out on the bed in their wheelchairs with their little robot voices. Those guys have no shame. They're like, hey, I can just see the program meeting. Hey, man, let's put the Stephen Hawking episode on. Yeah, that's awesome. Great idea. (laughs) No shame. And no one, no one takes a look at it, you know. It's crazy. Well, with the show that has no shame, and it really gets carried away, I think, in borderline uh, family taste. guy. Yeah, Family Guy. Yeah. I mean, the fine. Then I, I looked into the Family Guy because uh, I only started watching the Family Guy about I don't know, maybe a year ago, because I never liked it when it first came out. I thought it was it was stupid, and I, then I, I looked it up on one of the uh, you know its history, and it turns out it's been. Canceled twice. Really? And it was canceled after like the first two seasons. Terrible, by the way. Don't watch anything from 99 or 2000. And then it was, got back a little bit back and they ran it. So when they got canceled again, and then there was a big uproar and everybody, they put it back on for one more time. And so this thir- this is actually the third iteration of the show. And so they, and now, and I, you know, I tried to get my wife to watch it. She says, I hate that show. It sucks. <laughs> and, you know, she likes humorous stuff. Yeah. 
but she won't watch it because I think she got, you know, people saw it early on, like myself, were kind of preconditioned to think it sucks. But meanwhile, my son, who watches it, you know, he thinks it's terrific, and most people that start watching it, the newer episodes, love it. It's a great show. Yeah, I, I love it, too. I think it's just outstanding. So here's one uh, for, uh, for, the, for, the, for the missus, for Mimi. Uh, according to the BBC, scientists have found the pleasure nerves. There's actual, re- actual money going to this research. A uh, team including scientists from the Unilever company, uh-huh, that's who funds research peeps, have identified a class of nerve, vi- uh, nerve fibers in the skin which specifically send pleasure messages. Hmm. People had to be stroked at a certain speed. For- <laughs> I'm trying to do this with a straight face, man. People had to be... <laughs> That's it. Wait a minute. Let me get through it. People had to be stroked at a certain speed, which, by the way, for the perfect sensation, is four to five centimeters per second. It, how, how more explicit could you get? Uh, and four to five centimeters a per, second. Per second to activate... Is that back and forth? Well, I guess each each way, one way, and some people can do four four centimeters one way and five centimeters the other. I mean, it just kind of works better. And doing that activates the pleasure sensation. No kidding. Actually published in the Nature Neuroscience, and they say this could help uh, understand how touch sustains human relationships. It's very important. So I think it would be, here's, a, I just came up, I, you know, I don't know. I just came up with a product. Does it involve a walking stick and stroking? Uh, I never thought about the walking stick part, but it does involve stroking. Mm-hmm. I think they have a little speedometer device so you can get your speed down. So you can like rub it like a, be like a mouse pad. That has <laughs> so, so you can measure that you're doing four to five uh, centimeters, centimeters per second. A second. <laughs> so you can get so you can get that motion to the back right speed, and you will have the most pleasure. Because apparently, I mean, I would assume that this that they're talking about these nerve fibers are all over the body. We're not talking about just, you know, some place that you were would make you, you have a lot no, of pleasure. No, no, it's all over. It's all over. So, you, so if you can get that down, so then you can give somebody a caress. At, and you've already practiced your speed, so you get the speed right down. You, you practice every day. You go work out for about an hour, practicing back and forth. So you hit that beep, beep, beep. beep yeah, it has a maybe yeah, a sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Check it out though. If the stroke was faster or slower than the optimum speed, the touch was not pleasurable, and the nerve fibers were not activated. Scientists also discovered that the C tactile nerve fibers, as they're known, are only present on hairy skin and are not found on the hand. This is important information. In fact, I think there's... On hairy skin. Yes, I think this is... And now, back to real news. (laughs) This is fantastic. Professor Francis McGlone, now based at Unilever. I mean, you you know that Unilever is coming out with a product. First we had Viagra, now this. Uh, After an academic career where he carried out research into nerve response, says uh, this is likely to be a deliberate design, a deliberate design of the human body. We believe this could be Mother Nature's way of ensuring that mixed messages are not sent to the brain when it is in use as a functional tool. (laughs) Well, one of our listeners must have the engineering skills to make this device I'm discussing. And you know, no, you know, it's an iPod app. It's an iPhone app because you can use the accelerometer. Ooh, so you well, can, so no, you can strap I mean, no, you, it to the back of your hand, and then is, you you do your stroking. No, no, yeah, I, I, it's, no, no, think no, about a big no, graph no, on it. No. It's perfect. Now you use the screen, the touch screen. No, 
dude, listen to me. It's got the accelerometer. Wait a minute. I, I, sorry, I meant to say, look. Let me be clear. Look. Look. It's you, the accelerometer. And by so, the way, that is clue number one. What? That I'm lying? No, that the word look. Yes. Clue number one. No, is, yeah, I'm talking about that. The people out there will wonder why I said that. You're wondering now. But I'm telling you right now, that's clue number one about the challenge. Anyway, go ahead. Mm. Uh, wait. You said the secret word. Uh, okay. All right. Um, uh, all right. No, don't don't distract me. Okay. So the, you can make an iPhone app. You could also, by the way, don't forget the No Agenda iPhone app available in the uh, in the uh, iTunes Store, and I'll put the link in the show notes. People love this thing. It's a combination of the stream, you, the podcast. You can Twitter. You can follow all the tweets and and and, and send your feedback. Twitter it. Uh, they'll fix anything. They're changing it, making it better every single day. I guess upgrades are free. I would presume. So anyway. This would be a great addition to the app. You uh, you you strap it to uh, the back of your hand. Uh, well, hold on a second. It's clunker already strapping it to the back of your hand. But go ahead, go ahead, go or, ahead. Or you could hold it in your hand. It, it, you know, it, it's a practicing device. Okay, let's just leave it yeah. as a, a practicing device. So. I don't know if it's you that hold it, you, you, you hold it yes yes you hold it in your hand and you go back and forth and then and then it will show you. Exactly what your speed is, and, you know, like on a graph, a nice visual display, and then you basically, while you're making the stroking motion, then you take the iPhone out of your hand, keep the same speed, and then do your stroking. Uh, maybe I, if, the, if it's that sensitive and accurate, then yes. The G phone I just downloaded an app that is a metal detector. It's ama- <laughs> it works, and it really works. It's a metal it detector. Works. How can it do it? I, I don't know, but it only works on the G phone. You should look in the in the marketplace. You you, you add this app, and then it, and it and it works. You you move it towards metal, and you see a little bar, and it buzzes. It's just like a magic wand at the airport. I don't know how it works. It's the magic of Google. Well, I guess. They okay, well, I'll get of, that app. They got all kinds of magic. Okay, well, shit. anyway, there is there is an opportunity here. It seems to me to make something because I think if you get a lot of the guy, you know. There is, I can see this, I can see this being where you get the exact right speed, you know, and it would probably, you know, turn somebody on. But I'm, I'm trying it now. I'm try- well, it's not on the hands because that is meant to be used as a tool. But just- yeah, but you could do the bottom of, I say the bot. I would say, you know, just anywhere on the arm or the bottom of, you know, hey, you're trying the arm here. God. No wonder we can't get on the air. So uh, anyway, but you try the arm. Or the, I think the the thigh would be good. Um, the inner thigh. Yeah, you did, if you're going to do the inner thigh, I think you're going to have to nail the speed because otherwise you're just going to get slapped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. You know, there's, there's a lot. There's, I think I was going to say there's so many things we don't really know about our bodies. And, and we just haven't been taught it or we've forgotten it. We forgot to teach. I mean, there are so many things that we just don't know. We've been conditioned to grab a pill or, you know, or whatever. Just the, the doc will fix us up. But there's so many things. And so yeah, many. Well. I mean, you know what I mean? And we don't even yeah, know. How, no, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's probably could have been I, I believe that 90, have- 90% of all women, I believe, I'll make it 85%, do not actually understand their own body. And And I mean, particularly their sexual organ they do not understand how it functions what it does and it's a travesty you can send your email to adam 
care of this show. Seriously. There's stuff that saying. women can do that they don't know they don't know they're capable of. And it's mental, man. It's all mental. But the women are so complicated. Men are so simple. We just want to, like... That's why gay men get get along so well. Because, you know, all a guy wants to do is just get laid, you know, drink a beer and watch some sports. So what's the next on your list? Blackout Europe. Blackout Europe? Yeah, the European Union Parliament has a vote coming down on the 5th of May. And, uh... uh looks like they want to... You know, this is the big uh, three-strike-you're-out, we control everything, ISPs have to report to us. Oh, yeah, right, right, right. So this is it, right? You know, so people... I thought that was kicked out. I thought they said no to that whole idea. I think the guy who said that got two to the head and taken out back. Huh. So now, black go to blackouteurope.eu. Um, I, I think it's important that uh, that we at least make people aware. Of course, you know when it's the fifth of May. You know where's the where's the real campaign? Yeah, the UK now, of course, as of weeks ago, they're already tra- the speeds on the on the bandwidth have become so crap because you know that they're throttling, filtering, looking, sniffing, snooping, slurping, sucking all of my data. It's just it's lame. Block, uh, blocking uh, Pirate Bay now in the UK. BT. I guess they don't like art. No, it, uh, well, of course, they use the, the child pornography law. Oh, well, you know, there could be pornography there. So, uh, oh, it's bad for the children. So let's block access. Yeah. So somebody just sent us a, a tweet saying the Android phone may be able to detect metal because of the built-in compass, which uses, employs a magnet. Oh, okay, that makes sense. I didn't know it. Had, I thought that used GPS. No, there's GPS, too. I don't know. What the, there's a compass in there, I guess. Hmm. There's a lot of stuff in that phone. That's why it's so clunky. It's a great phone if only the battery lasted more than 20 minutes. Yeah, well, that, the phone is so clunky that it does, there's, they couldn't put a bigger battery in there because the phone would be a disaster. I mean, if you look at the battery in there, the thing's a little bitty yeah, battery. It's yeah. like, what? But it's street. You know, to the Nokia battery, the Nokia battery on the E71 is huge. Yeah, that lasts for days. But the, uh, the, the G phone, I love it because... Um, it's it, you know it's it's ghetto you know it's like you can drop it you know nothing you don't care nothing happens to it you know you, you, you iPhone you're like ooh you know be careful and ooh it's not not so shiny you know you just keep shining up the G phone is like pfft, you know but it has everything man and that integration it's like with, a Jeep it is like a Jeep it's the Jeep of it's phones the Jeep of phones if only it lasted longer although be careful because it does nasty even though you set it to uh, don't access my network when I'm roaming. Yeah, $600 later, just from the thing sitting on my desk, it racked up $600 in, uh, in, in charges. I'm kidding. No, because I have it on all the time, and I use it, and I presume that it's always talking to the Wi-Fi, and I have, you know, I have the... I, I even turned off the, the transmitter, the, the phone part, and I, we still got bills. I took the SIM card out, and then the bill stopped. So I don't know what it's doing, but it was not, uh, not behaving as advertised. Huh. But of course, uh, Google, no stranger to funny business, now accused of avoiding United Kingdom tax by routing most of its earnings through Ireland, saving over 100 million pounds a year. 
Oh, really? Yep, of course. Oh, good for them. Yeah. That's smart. <laughs> That's right. Eric Schmidt on our Economic Board of Advisors in the United States. Guy knows how to screw everybody. He's good at it. I'm glad he's, he's there. He's a good guy. Yeah, he's a good guy. Have you ever, have you, I'm sure you've met him. Oh, yeah, I know. I mean, I mean, of course, ever since he became the hot shot over at oh, no, Google. Now, now he won't talk to you. Yeah. This is typical. I mean, everybody I know that becomes rich and famous, they, they've, they've snubbed. Except for me. I've never snubbed you. Yeah, no, you're the only one. You're the my only friend. celebrity friend who actually talks to me. <laughs> and even I can't get you laid. You know, I just don't know what to do. <laughs> now, that's not true, John. This party, don't screw up the party, okay? When you go to, to Amsterdam, please go to the party. Don't, yeah, I'm going to don't the party. We got, there, we got a bunch of people coming. We, they all have to go. Because this is, it is the I got to take bigot. photos, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're going to love it. I mean, I've set you up. Yeah, I've set you up big time. Don't embarrass me with this girl. Yeah. Okay. Uh, like I'll ever see her. She, she's going to personally take care of you. Yeah. Yes. We'll see. Trust me. Dude, and you got Taxi Eric's number? Uh, Taxi Eric is in my in my phone. Okay, I'm going to alert him that uh, that you're going to you, you know I'm going to alert him. I want him on standby for you. I thought you already said you alerted him already. I haven't talked to him yet. You haven't left yet. Don't worry. Okay, well I'm going to send him an email. The place to go these days for uh, a vacation is of course Iceland. Now that the kroner has dropped by 44%. Uh, Five, uh, oh, half I have a, a recommendation for Iceland. Go for it. So if you go to Iceland, one of the things that you'll find is, you know, they have sheep in Iceland that are uh, weird. <laughs> yeah, they pay, they pay taxes. They're called citizens. <laughs> ha. The, anyway, these, these Icelandic sheep, they come in three colors, and they actually use the wool raw from the three colors, so you don't have to really dye the wool. There's a white version and a black version and a brown version of these sheep, and they're called Icelandic sheep or something, and they look like they're prehistoric. They, they're just shaggy, weird-looking things. Oh, is it, do, they have, do they have weird, weird horns, or are the rams or not? Just, uh, I don't remember the, the no, horns being no, that No, that's Highlander. Odd, no, 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 I'm, I'm confused. The, the sheep have, like, they look like they're Rasta sheep. They look, just, they look terrible, actually. But they have a, uh, they make a wool that is very uh, water-resistant. It's, it's a beautiful wool. It's very soft. It's just, it's not as great as the stuff from Peru, but it's damn near close. And it's, anyway, they have this Icelandic wool. They make, so they make a lot of uh, blankets and sweaters and things like that at, uh, from this sheep because, mm -hmm. you know, it's cold there. The best wool shop. <laughs> and Bjork is always around, so you, you got to be Bjork. protected. Bjork, Bjork is in the name. No, how come no one's connected Bjork to, uh, to the Icelandic demise? Uh, they should have. So anyway, let me finish this. So the best wool shop, I think, in all of Iceland is actually at the airport. Wow. Okay. Good prices, good, good sweaters. They good got Italian tip. designs. Amazing place. Another John C. Dvorak household knitting tip. <laughs> a tip from tip. Dvorak. A tip from Dvorak. In fact, I was, you know, if you used to, if you could just take an Icelandic air plane ride to Europe, you'd, so you just stop in Reykjavik for the stopover, then get back on and go to Europe. You don't do even have to go back. into town. Just grab your wool products and skedaddle <laughs> out of there. There's nothing else to do but drink in that country. You know what they need? They need, so they have the wool store. They need a, some of that sausage you're looking for, that linguiza. <laughs> linguiza. They need a linguiza. You know, why don't we on, open a on. chain of no agenda linguiza booths at airports nationwide? Get your ugly stick and your uh, TSA approved, by the way. 
So I was up in, uh, I think, what was the airport? I think it was in Madison. Uh, was it Madison? I have to think about this, but there's a bunch, but these little puddle jumper airports up in Wisconsin, there's a series of um, sausage places. I think the sausage brand is Ursingers. Of course. And the, and the little sausage places are called the Worst House. And um, they have these sausage, these, 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 these uh, I'd say, uh, um, bratwurst. And they keep them first. They grill them or something. Or first they keep them kind of in boiling water with uh, onions and green peppers, and then they put them on a grill. And uh, I have to say, it's probably one of the greatest uh, hot dog experiences you can have. And you want to load it up with the uh, with the uh, onions and the green peppers. Mm. Oh, I'm hungry. The Ersinger's uh, sausages are fantastic. Oh, you're making me hungry. I'll tell you, this is as good as the stuff you get in Germany. One thing uh, that we didn't discuss, which I think is relevant because, you know, uh, we don't take advertising on the show. I don't want to go into a whole plug, but our model, which is experimental, is based upon donations. A lot of people seem to get it. uh, And we're highly we haven't even done anything with the money yet. So basically just do we have that in the uh, Reykjavik uh, savings bank, John? Is that where we're uh, <laughs> we're keeping for safekeeping? We got to go pick it up. And right, Bjork is holding it for us. So um, uh, but part of the reason is because news is gone. Essentially, it, it's uh, either contaminated, saturated, bullshit gone or just plain bad. And the news came out, uh, the New York Times first quarter earnings so um, that's uh, basically based upon their subscription price and uh, their advertising. Uh, the uh, the news media group, which includes the Times, Boston Globe, and other regional newspapers, uh, revenue declined 28.4% versus 18.4% in the previous quarter. Can, can John, can, should we just get the, the gun and just shoot it? Do you, need, you know what we need for a sound effect? A flushing toilet. I think we could use that sound effect every so often. Okay. I'll get one. Well, the product, you know, the problem that these newspapers have is that they they essentially have not been delivering the kind of skepticism needed to make the public happy. I think the public is always wondering about the, you know, story behind the story or or is looking for insight or they're looking for some perspective that we're looking for real news baby we we need amy winehouse info and deets we need the details get perez hilton working for the new york times and you watch those revenues go up well that reminds me you know the perez hilton did the miss usa thing you didn't get to see this no i'm sure okay so here's the the deal miss door i think it was miss north north carolina that won but it was and we actually blogged this uh, but it was miss california that they're, they're she's up there she's gorgeous blonde Mm. And she probably could have won the whole thing, but they have these different judges ask these these extremely political questions of these of these women who are kind of dingbats. I mean, what are they asking them? You know about global warming. It's everything. Every question was some really heavy duty political left wing question, and so they asked. So so they go then say, "Here's the judge you picked," and it was Perez Hilton. I'm thinking, why is what Perez is he Hilton doing there? A blogger who's like, gay. You know, a gay blogger, yeah, why? He's gay, for one thing. Why is he doing a beauty contest? He's a gay blogger, and he's there, and he asks the question, what do you think about gay marriage? Why is he asking this? And so the woman who is this California, you know, she just some, I don't know who what her background was, but she says she was raised to believe 
Uh, but she gave a very honest answer. So she was penalized for this, by the way. Yeah, she was. She was, she was. Was she from the Midwest? And she had. A, she had a very Midwest. No, she, well, she's attitude. from California, but from God That's knows the Midwest. Where. That's the Midwest of Gitmo Nation. What are you talking about? Well, okay. Well, he, she comes out and she says, I was raised that marriage is between a man and a woman, and that's just the way I see it, and that's the way I believe it is, and that's just the way I was raised. Did she add to did, that? Did she add to that? But luckily, we live in a free country where people can do things in the privacy of their own home. Did she add some patriotic spin to it? Because that that's what she needed. Nah, she didn't. She was nah, she blew taken it. aback nah, by the question. None it. of these girls did that because they just, you know, this whole thing is rigged anyway. <laughs> wait, so, wait, uh, stop, stop. What are you telling me? <laughs> so, this was rigged. Oh, no. It's like the first person reaches in the bo box and she gets judge number one. The second person reaches in the box, she just gets judge number two. The third person reaches in the box, she gets judge number three, Perez Hilton. Jeez. So, anyway, so... Uh, <laughs> So he, you know, so you, the, and so Perez Hilton has a just his face just kind of screws up like this woman should be killed and eaten, <laughs> and uh, so so she walks off and she comes in second, you know, in the whole thing, and everyone believes that it's because every and they were she, they, the audience was whoa I don't know boo and you know it was it was, it was, it was a sham it was ridiculous this poor girl but meanwhile of course she's gotten more publicity than she would have gotten if she was the winner although she won't get any of the prize money but she, you know. So ab get a about a year and a half ago, Perez Hilton was holed up in London. This was just around the time when the lawsuits were happening about his use of images or the threat of lawsuits, which, of course, propelled him into humongous numbers. Um, and um, we had, a, a, I would say, a significant budget to go and get him to do a show for us. And which I, I thought, was, yeah, he was really, really up and coming. It was, he was going to pop big time. And I did full press court. I I did um I, I took the lady Patricia with me and she did her whole fag hag thing and we really played played to him and sent him flowers. I mean I did a full blown, full on Hollywood producer job on this guy because the other people courting him were VH one. Our money was equal, maybe even better. But let me just say one thing about Perez Hilton. He's a dick. He's a total dick. And that's not because he wouldn't sign with us. The guy can't communicate normally. He's just a complete dick. I think Lisa Betney, when I was doing the Twitch show last week, was making the same, uh, uh, had some run-in with him, too. He's the kind of guy that will stab you in the back in a frickin' heartbeat. He's a total douche. And I don't say that about anybody, really. I mean, it was just, I just, he, he's not even a courteous guy. You know, and just not even courteous. And you and 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 if I if I roll out the lady Patricia and you're not courteous, nah, that's it. It's over. No, then I wouldn't worry about him. No, well, I'm not. It's just because exactly it came why up. I got on this event is the big uh, question. Yeah, well, it was it involved good-looking girls. Whatever. So. Uh, Anyway, so she got screwed out of it, whatever. Maybe she wouldn't have won anyway. Who knows? But it seems unlikely that she could have won. After, I'm sure he gave her a zero. Um, other than that, we have our, uh, talking about the uh, gay marriage, we have our uh, crazy mayor of San Francisco, who is the big gay marriage guy in the state. He's going to be uh, running for governor now. This should be good for a laugh because he's running against Moonbeam Jerry Brown. So it's like a... <laughs> who's leading is he still alive that guy's been around Moonbeam? forever 
Jerry Brown? Jerry Brown had been around for a while, hadn't he? Yeah, well, he's been governor before, I think, yeah. back in the 40s, right, you know. Right, But um, he, uh, he's he got the right pitch. I mean, Brown is, I've met him a couple of times. And, of course, you'd never recognize me in a million years because he's always, I mean, he's literally, when you just stand there talking to him, he is not on the same planet. I don't know if you ever run into people like this. But they're just—they're obviously. Yeah, John, I've actually run into people who literally were not from this planet. But that's a story for another show. Yeah, that's the story we question. <laughs> anyway, so uh, he's like—he's just obviously he's thinking about something, or he's—he's he's preoccupied, or his brain is divided. I don't know. It's just the weirdest you, character. You—you—you you, you just described my dad to the T. No, I think these people are highly intelligent and are so wrapped up in their own thoughts that they just—they're spaced. Yeah, well, Brown is that way, uh, but he's, Brown's got better sound bites. He's got uh, a better pitch. He's a real. He's been in politics forever. His father was the governor of California for a while, uh, so he was raised with it. He's he's just. I don't think he's beatable. He's a. Um, I mean, he's just a, a, a amazing. In fact, I think he could have been president if his timing was a little different. Hmm. But I don't think that's going to happen. And he also has a. You know, he's got a bad reputation, and a lot of. Kick problems that California has to this day are his fault, but you know, he's going to go in there again and make it worse. <laughs> All I'm of coming the... back across. I'm coming back across the bridge in San Francisco, San Francisco Oakland Bay Bridge, one of the most beautiful bridges in the world. I'm counting the potholes I'm hitting as I'm coming across. Bang, bang, bang. Oh no, but John, that's one of those shovel-ready projects. Don't you worry, that thing's going to get fixed in in a heartbeat. Shovel ready, baby. It's shovel. It's potholes we have in this state. It's like pot. They should change the name of the state to pothole. And you know what? Tomorrow afternoon, one more pothole will be added to the state as I arrive at SFO. (laughs) One more pothole. Oh, I'm sorry. All right, I was practicing my stroke. So what you didn't hear uh, discussed today, but are in the uh, show notes, IMF puts bank losses at four trillion. More bailouts for the auto companies. Uh, AIG systematically denies claims of injured U.S. contractors. Uh, They're out there. They're screwing with you, my friends. And uh, we're just here to let you know about it. And once in a while, we'll figure something out. But I know one thing. Perez Hilton, as soon as we get those ugly sticks, he's the first receiver. Yeah, not worth the trouble. I think he should be... (laughs) We won't be discussing him anymore. Okay, no agenda ugly sticks coming soon. Yeah, we got to get some other stuff going here in terms of like um, things Flat to sell. Wear. Flatware. All right, flatware. Uh, right. Well, we got the three nights so far, so we'll uh, we got to you know we, we got to get... customize some stuff for them. We'll get the, them. They'll get, ooh, they'll get ooh, their ooh, uh, ooh, 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 ooh. the knives of the knights for the flatware. Knives of the knights. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying it's an idea. Well, it's possible. I mean, we got to we'll, you know. Okay, so briefly, John, because I've restarted our uh, final tune three times now. Um, when will the next No Agenda be? Well, since you keep changing your schedule, I don't know. I mean, I'll be in uh, traveling on Saturday. Yeah, you arrive so Sunday. I arrive Sunday, and then I'm going to have to see if I can either uh, connect or whatever. Well, connect, what, why don't you good connection on Skype at yeah. the hotel? Which that works fine. I'm going to have some gear with me. I got a, uh, I got a, I got the, you know a nice dynamic mic and nice. Uh, uh, classic, actually, and some headphones. 
I ha- yes, I definitely have to have headphones. I'll have them. And so then I'll see how I connect. Otherwise, I'll have to find somebody over there that I can, you know, visit their office and use their facilities or something like that. We'll get the show done either Sunday or, or Monday. Okay. Coming to you from the southwest quadrant in London of Gitmo Nation East in the Crackpot Command Center. I'm Adam Curry. And I'm here in the Buzzkill Bunker in northern Silicon Valley, the place that doesn't exist and has fantastic weather in the last two or three days. I'm John C. Dvorak. We'll talk to you again very soon right here on No Agenda.